You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, Bucks fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Hit that auto download button after searching Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. And you can get all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you when you become an auto downloader. Share Jolly Rogers and, and touchdowns with your friends, family, all football fans, especially Bucks fans. And you can also stream Jolly Rogers and touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host Kaylee Mizell. And it's time for us to sail into a brand new episode. I considered opening up with an ahoy. I felt it for a I mean, second. They, they, they did win. You can, There's you a can, win. You can ahoy if you want. <laughs> maybe wow. i'll maybe i'll randomly throw it in throughout the podcast oh, I, yeah i got i got nervous because bucks pulled off a w but i think we both have similar mixed emotions about this monday night football victory versus the saints yeah just, i mean i think the world <laughs> has mixed emotions you know yeah it's uh, it was a matchup that not very many people were looking forward to to be honest um people were like know, it's like thursday night football and i was like is that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like they kind of meant it as a dig it's like okay i like at some point in the in the broadcast last night they were like well, somebody has to win the NFC South. Oh, and it's like, gosh. yeah, I guess somebody does, you know, at the yeah, end of the day, it doesn't matter if they have a record that is 500 or less than 500. Yes. Someone will have to win this division. That's really um, sad. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was, there's definitely mixed emotions, Casey. So with those mixed emotions, I'm, we're gonna, if, if it's okay with you, Casey, if I have permission, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think we should switch things up a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of game overview, game review. And then I think we should go into some positives first. I think we should do standout players before we get into offense or defense. Here's my reasoning. I don't have – I have some positive things to say. I don't have the most amount of positive things to say this morning. <laughs> and I don't know if it's – my boss taught me this new word. It's called snit. And okay. um, it means like – you're in like a little bit of a mood. Like you're you're feeling a little salty. I like that. And I'll just let the listeners know. I'm in a little bit of a snit this morning. My son is teething. He and his molars are coming in. So if you've ever had like your wisdom teeth removed, if you've ever had like um, teeth, like surgery or stuff, like imagine that, but you're like 
an unemotionally developed 18 month old and you don't know how to communicate your feelings. And so you just wake up at five in the morning and sob. And as a parent, it's just like completely heartbreaking. And you like, you know, like give him medicine and like rock him and cuddle him. But also like I was awake early this morning and I was up late last night. And I'm sure there's falling back either. Okay, football. And yeah. So I think I'm in a little bit of a snit this morning. Uh, which like I said, it's like, it's like feeling salty. It's like a little bit of salt thrown in. Um, so I don't know, Casey, if I have the most positive things to say and I would rather get the, I would rather like start the juju off. Right. Let's get to the positive. Okay. And then we can work on like some of the, (laughs) we can, I can throw in my salt. I'll throw in, I'm, I'm going to be salty this morning. Hold on tight. But, uh, but I might be positive first. We're always going to be honest over here at Jolly Rogers. And Kaylee and I have have a have a nice pour of coffee. Kaylee's Cheers. is after it. She is a boss mom. Cheers. Boss mom. Mine a just coffee. says, uh, hey, guys, my brain needs a caffeine hug. Which I mean, is- also <laughs> very true. Right. So we've got, we've got our positive vibes. <laughs> We're going to try to extract the positive vibes from that Bucks uh, win 17 to 16 and then we'll we will break down the rest of the details if you, there if you fell asleep i'm sorry if you fell, right especially if you fell asleep as a saints fan um i do have to like <laughs> offer condolences to my husband because that's what Thank happened you. to him he <laughs> he woke he <laughs> like all is well producer said, i do not feel sorry for them um, yeah. maybe I don't feel sorry for all Saints fans, but I will, I will, you know, I was like, my husband was like sleeping soundly, like thinking like, oh, the Saints have won. This is That's my team. Go team. <laughs> and then you wake up. And, and I like, thought, I was like, oh, should I wake him up? Like after the game, I was like, should I wake him up? And then I was like, oh no, this is not good news. You don't wake him up for bad news. This is- No, you let him have a happy and see that on like his own accord. And then you maintain the shock. Like Exactly. <gasps> oh, how did what? you feel? Like, I'm so sorry. You know, being a good wife, of course. Of exactly. course. Exactly. Um, we, we see a good wife notion. But yes, anybody who <laughs> early had a bit of a of a- of an interesting surprise when they woke up this morning. And here's the best part about it. How can you be mad at this team, regardless of how the win came about because of their, like, they're so animated. So when things do work out in their favor, like that, that Brady that you see in the moment, you can't help, but love that guy. You know, it's, exactly. It's, That's true. Yeah, and you kind like, of hate, they were, isn't there like a Selena Gomez or Miley? I, one of them sang a song at some point and it's like, I hate that you make me love you. And I think that that's how I feel about this, uh, about the Bucks right now. It's like, ah, uh, Right. Honestly, that's, that's a perfect description <laughs> right there. Because you're watching and you're like, this is, I'm done with this. It's horrible. I'm done with this. Like, yeah. the roller coaster. But you just, keep watching because you're, like, invested. You're sucked in. And you're like, yeah. They can. They can. There's still a chance. It's like, watching, it's like watching that scrum happen nearby, and you're like, I want nothing to do with that. But what just happened? Like you're yes. you're keeping an eye out while you keep your distance, and that's how I felt throughout the entire game. And then yeah. after the fact, I was just like, Wow, well that was exciting. Like too much drama <laughs> for my Monday night, but I really enjoyed that ending. <laughs> it it, yeah. it 
it's a it's too much emotion but you can't help but love it and i love seeing that tom brady but i also love seeing the other guys on the team that aren't always in the headlines aren't always a part of the conversation but you can tell like man they just wanted that because it meant they, so much to them it did it did so it's not always i think everyone gets caught up in the surface part of like the coaching staff and Tom Brady. But then when you look beyond that, I mean, Levante David, hats off. You see what this game means to him because, mm -hmm. hello, guys, he's in a contract year and a dumpster yeah. fire season for the Bucks. Like, how about the guys that don't have this security blanket when this season wraps up? Like, every single game is monumental. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, <laughs> That's per I mean, that's perfect. Like we, we kind of talked a little bit initially about the game. The Bucks get the win Monday night football. They, they remain atop the NFC South with that win 17, 16 at home in the red out. And Casey, like you said, there were, there were players um, that, that had good performances or that had good moments. And those players deserve some doubloons those players deserve to be recognized as yeah. some standout players. So before we get too far into what's going on, Casey, let's talk about some of the good moments. Let's like, let the good juju shine. Let's sing Kumbaya for a quick second <laughs> and, uh, and look at some of the positive things. Um, and, and, and again, there, there definitely was some positive, um, yeah. There were some things that I, that I really liked. Um, so I think because of this, maybe I'm going to do standout player a, the tiniest bit differently. I'm going to throw a few guys out for honorable mention and then I'll maybe pick one. What about you? Yes, but don't name all the players. I got to pick one. No. Okay. I'll try. I'll, I'll limit it to, okay. I'll do one on one. I'll do one honorable mention and one standout for yes. offense. Um, offense okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Honorable mention for me for the Bucks offense has to be Kate Otten. Um always. 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 Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, also like, yeah, what he did, you know, six catches, 28 yards. Um, yeah, he gets a very, very important touchdown for yes. the Bucks. Um, and I just like to see him connecting because he does well, he connects well. Mm -hmm. with Tom Brady and he bounces back very well. So I'm Brady not going to, this is going to be all positive. So I'm going to get to something that I had a problem with later on, <laughs> but I'm very happy for Kate Otten and for what he has done. I think he's a young guy. I think he's proving himself. So he's mm -hmm. my honorable mention. My standout is I'm debating a little bit. Okay, my standout is going to be Chris Godwin. Yes. Um, I think that there were some really good connections last night with him and Tom Brady. He moved the ball really well at a very, very important moment. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they had a really good night. And he's, you know, he's just like that lovable guy. Like everybody loves Chris Godwin. This fan base loves him. And for good reason. Again, um, I think he, he was probably the most consistent mm -hmm. um receiver last night in 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 what he was able to do and yeah i mean our producer makes a great point he 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 had some really tough routes and he caught everything like he just he made it happen he was so consistent 
mm-hmm. and in a game where, well, again, we'll get to the negative later, but Chris Godwin, you're my standout player. <laughs> yeah, that one's so perfect because I had, I thought that Chris Godwin was even going to maybe hit that 1,000, 100 yards in the game yesterday if the game yeah. played out differently. So, yeah. so significant. Um, he makes such an impact on this team and he's really been one of the only things keeping them in games in these crucial moments. It was paid yeah. out in a couple weeks ago. Now it's Chris Godwin. So it's fantastic. Um, all right. My honorable mention, no surprise here, Co-Keefe guys. I just, yeah. we're seeing that potential come to life a little bit more. And if the coaching staff was different, I'm just going to put that out there that way. If the coaching staff was different, we would continue at a more consistent rate, see Co-Keefe involved in how, you know, how he can continue to grow in this system and with this team. With that said, you know, even though he's not having that much action going on, that one reception for 12 yards was was key. And it just oh, shows you so much more. You know, he had that random touchdown, which I flipped about. And I've said it since we've said it here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns since training camp. These two tight ends could be very useful for you in the yeah. red zone. They use it at the weirdest moments. They almost make it seem like everybody's bench. So why not use this guy? Like if there was a Sandlot version of, of football and, and backyard play, it'd be this team. And so, you know, oh. Luna. I'm in the middle of talking. Thank you. My dog just feels the need to be a part of everything these days. Maybe, but she's, maybe she's excited for Keith as well. She is. She's saying, yes, mom. Co-Keith, honorable mention. And then she also said, mom, move on. Um, so then <laughs> Co-Keith's my honorable mention. That rant we'll get further into later. As for my standout player, it's got to be Rashad White. Uh, yes. Um, I was con- I am concerned as to how, or I was concerned how they were kind of creating this this drama between him and Leonard Fournette wow. and running back one. But they're two different style running backs, and totally. you can utilize them differently for the success of this team. Stop hitting them one another and let them help this team get over the finish line. And it's not even about the touchdown for me. It's the fact that you just see this grit and this hunger in his eyes when they hand him the ball, when they pass him the ball, and if he, if same thing with Kate on, if he makes a mistake or if the connection doesn't pan out because of, you know, defensive disruptions or Tom Brady, they shake that off almost mm-hmm. like a veteran does. They're the maturity to these guys. So between the maturity, the grit, the hunger, the skill set, and obviously that crucial touchdown in three seconds, uh, my standout's going to be Rashad White. Yes, I love that. I love that. And then for me, um, on, on defense, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip straight to my standout player. This guy okay. came up big. It's not like he had like the most amazing game, but he came up big in a big moment. So it has to be Carlton Nassib for me. You oh, needed, one. you needed a stop. You mm-hmm. needed to slow down mm-hmm. this saints offense and he got it. He got it and he broke through. He took Andy Dalton down at such a crucial time. I mean, frankly, I think that there's no way this team wins if not for Carl Nassib um, and what he was able to do in, in really helping stop the saints on that last drive um, so that the bucks could get the ball back. And so that, you know, Tom Brady had some time to, to do something. So, uh, I, 
for that reason and that reason alone, he's my standout player because I don't, I truly do not think this team wins without him. Absolutely. That, oh my gosh, that was such a great pick. Such a great pick. Um, Dang, such a good one. I ha- okay, so this I do have another honorable mention and yeah, go for it. my honorable okay. mention. I'm sorry to the fans that made their case on Twitter. I heard you. You're understood. This is a I heard you. But Keanu Neal, like, come on. Yes, he let up that touchdown for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has always had the cheat codes for this Bucks team, regardless of how well they've stacked up on the on the stat sheet, talent-wise, roster-wise, whatever the case may be. Taysom Hill has the Bucks number and he always has a big play. So that's why I probably turn a blind eye to it. And I'm like, whatever, that sucked, but let's move on. Other than that, Keanu Neal came in big on multiple plays, uh, especially some of those third down shutdowns that they needed before Andy Dalton had another bomb of a throw to make a, <laughs> I mean, he had so many opportunities to make these massive throws. So there's two significant third down shutdowns that Keanu Neal had. And then obviously towards the end of the game, it just got better. So he mm-hmm. hit at the right time, regardless of that let up for Taysom Hill getting in. Taysom Hill has the cheat codes for the Bucks. End of story for me. So, and I and the thing is, is that his name has been spoken about more and more each game. This is a guy I was very excited about coming into this season because he is a thumper. He hits hard and when you're that compact, when you're that strong, but you're also still pretty versatile to move around the field because when injuries came about, it was Keanu Neal they started moving around. So I think he deserves mm-hmm. a lot more credit, a lot more respect on his name, Bucks fans. Come on. Um, and his hit on Taysom Hill to force the fourth down to give us a ball back was huge. I know. I know. And that's what I'm saying. So aside from the honorable mention for Keanu Neal, it's Levante David. I mentioned him in the yeah. uh, earlier in the pod here, and it's not just because of where he stood statistically at the end of the night. It's it's that passion. It's that passion. Mm-hmm. He had those key plays, but he's in a contract year. He's got to keep his head on straight. He can't let the pressure of what's going to happen after this season, you know, cause him to cave or, you know, put him out of games because he's not mentally there. That's a lot of pressure guys to not know where life's yeah. going to take you moments later, months oh, later. Yeah. Alive. And while you know what you have to do, it can impact you to where you can't perform. And Levante, it's David hard is- to focus on the job at hand, it, but it's what you have to do. But right. you, there's a constant part in your brain. That's like, is, is this the performance that's going to get me my next contract? Is this the, and it's hard to like get your mind out of that space and just be present. And so good for him because he's done a really, really, really good job of that. And that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. So good. And you put it perfectly, Kaylee. It's it, that's, that's where mental toughness becomes a whole different thing. And so he came up with a 10 total tackles, two assists and one sack and Right below him was Keanu Neal, five total tackles. So it was just – it wasn't the greatest performance by defense last night. They happened to come in in key moments. But then the reality that Kaylee and I will get to is the Saints the Saints shot themselves in the foot. So, Levante, David, yeah. hats off to you. And, look, I want to see this man back in a Bucks jersey for another four years. And hopefully the way that he keeps showing up for his team, the way that he's a sound mind, he's not a part of any of the drama, the antics. You're not seeing him with one mood one day and another mood another day. He's a leader and he deserves to be here. hundred percent. Casey, I 
Love this. We started off on some positive vibes. Jolly Rogers fans, let us know who was who your standout player in last night's performance. Last night's 17-16 win. Let us know at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can hit both Casey and myself up. I'm at Kaylee Mizell. Casey is at the Sports Case, K-A-S-E. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Casey, there was a lot more game than just some of the positives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and we're going to get into some of the positives still, but it's time to move on to our offensive review. And speaking of positives, Casey, things mm-hmm. started off fantastically First for this offense, mm-hmm. especially against, I mean, this, this Saints defense is... I mean, they're a stout defense. That's what they're known for. This Saints team is known for having a really good defense. And so the fact that you come in, you get the ball first thing. The Saints are like, we'll defer. Yeah. You get the ball first thing and you're like, okay, fine. You want to see what deferring feels like? We will show you what that means. They Mm -hmm. come in and they're moving the ball. Like all of a sudden you see. Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, you're like, whoa, that was 14 yards. That's incredible. Rashad White, okay, you're moving the ball. Okay, another Chris Godwin, like Russell Gage, you're just moving the Rashad White again. Okay, I'm liking it. Oh, you're mixing in Leonard Fournette. That's fun. I'm, again, a fan. What's happening? Okay, Leonard Fournette, we're, we're moving the ball. And then... Here's my first, I guess, problem with, like, it just feel like it stalled at some point. You move the ball all the way down the field, and then at a certain point, it just stalls. You get to, you get first and goal at the six, and Leonard Fournette up the middle, one yard. Chris Gard. Godwin, one yard. Leonard Fournette up the middle again, one yard. And it's like, it's like after moving the ball so well, mixing mm-hmm. in Rashad White, doing some of these other things, you're at the goal line. Hey, guess what? You know what works at the goal line. You know what you've done before. Yeah, you've done stuff to Chris Godwin before. Mike Evans was in a lot of coverage last night. And so right. I I don't like, you know, blame them not being able to go get him. Um, but like you've seen Coquif get a touchdown whenever you're at the goal. You've seen Kate Otten go get a touchdown when you're at the goal. Why not pursue another option, especially whenever you already tried running Leonard Fournette up the middle and he only got one yard. That's mm-hmm. the first kind of like hiccup for me is like, you did such a good job. You mixed things up. You moved the ball. You, you did something like, Yes, keep it up. And then you get to within five, six yards of a touchdown and all the way back to normal. Right. Um, and they they got some points out of it. So good for them. They got three points. 
that's, you know, not terrible, but, uh, I just, they, they should have and could have gotten, you know, a touchdown Mm -hmm. there. They should have, they should have gotten a touchdown there and they didn't. And I, I, that didn't come back to bite them because they won the game, but seeing how they won the game, they could have made them, they could have made it easier on themselves and their Mm -hmm. defense if they put up seven right there first thing. Oh, absolutely. And you and I talk about this all the time. It's how you start. It's the tone that you set in the beginning there. And we know that this team is really big on tone. It takes them a long time to, you know, shed those bad plays and really get back into the game. And a big part of the reason that they can manage that is because of a veteran goat named Tom Brady. If Brady wasn't the quarterback, just imagine how the emotions would have taken them out of this game in the second quarter. So what you paint, what you painted so perfectly there is the fact that like the plays specifically that they passed to Rashad White or to Chris Godwin, you're in the red zone. Leonard Fournette's just now getting back in the lineup from the hit pointer injury. We know that down the middle run plays are not you guys a strong suit, yet you decide in the red zone, hey, let's go ahead and give this a whirl. No, that's what we mean by by the play calling has to change. Like, I don't know what you guys are seeing and what conversation continues to fail out there on the field, but Leonard Fournette up the middle is not your key code. It's it's not it. And while Mike Evans tends to draw double coverage a lot, we've seen this guy, Matt Matera and I joked about this, naming a play in the red zone after him. Because regardless of the coverage, he tends to be that guy that can, can hit the corner of the red zone. As long as you have a quarterback named Tom Brady that can put it on him accurately, like that's an option still. They're making decisions out of fear. That's what it is. They're so freaking scared to do the wrong thing that they do the wrong thing. You know, yeah. when you're a kid and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do this, but you still end up doing something way worse. That's what's that's what I feel is happening here. So the run up the middle, bad call, especially with Leonard Fournette. Like mm-hmm. even watching Rashad White try to take the ball down the middle wasn't very successful. The collapse. Mm-hmm. There. Now you're without Tristan Wirfs. You still got, you know, uh, Nick Leverett. Yeah, he's doing better than Luke Gedeke, but you don't have the strongest right side of the or left side of the line. You got Tristan Wirfs out. You've got Wells in there. You've got penalties going and you decide that you're going to try to do something in your run game that you don't have a strength in. Makes no sense to me, but then again, I've never put on pads, but I'm thinking that that's not a big ass to say apply to your strengths. That's not one of them. Stop doing it or don't do it on first and third downs. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially it's like we know at this point it doesn't work. Like you've tried it, you've tried it a lot, and it it hasn't worked up to this point. So why, why continue to try it? Why continue to do so? It's like that's isn't that the definition of insanity? Continuing to do something and expecting different results. Like this this, with the bucks sitting there in the dictionary. Like hey, we like this is not. It's not working. And on top of the fact that this specific thing is not working, you've seen what has worked. You've seen what does work. Mm-hmm. So just do the thing that works because we've seen it. And frankly, you did it later in the game. You did what worked whenever you needed to, whenever yeah. you had some pressure on you to do what worked, you did it. Mm-hmm. Why not just start the game that Why not just start doing what works? Because again, you need somebody's foot on their neck to do the right thing. Like it shouldn't, it it shouldn't shouldn't take that. Yeah. It shouldn't take that to finally make a decision because 
so what was interesting is I was running like the PFF stats throughout the game because of course, halfway through, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how is this worth the watch? Well, statistically, obviously the, the saints were leading in offensive plays and um, offensive yarded percentage and stuff. So it was obviously the last part of the fourth quarter where they started to ramp up those plays. If you spread that out, you could have put yourself in prime position to control the game from start to finish. Like the bucks, closed out with 75 offensive plays, 350 offensive yards. The biggest difference between them and the Saints is that they had average 4.7 yards per play where the Saints averaged 5.3, but Andy Dalton decided that he was just going to chuck that ball all day long. And you, it's worth it when Alave or Shaheed, I think I said his name correctly, are making the catches, but still there's nothing fa- fantastic that the Saints did better. They had their own fumbles. They had their own turnovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like they had their own mistakes. It's just where the capitalization came in. Carlton Davis didn't – we'll get there in a minute. But it's just like the coaching across the board, if they managed from the top, they could have put themselves in a different position. And they're not helping these players succeed. And it's really frustrating to watch because, you know – We've seen the Tom Brady antics on the sidelines. We're seeing Rashad White keep his composure as a rookie and KDOT and Keith and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. But even with the coverage, Mike Evans' key key defender was not a part of last night's game. Actually, I mm-hmm. think we would like we need to just like zoom in on that for a second. Marshawn yeah. Lattimore was not in the game. Yeah. And we didn't see Mike Evans until was it the second quarter that he finally got? A pass? Yeah, I mean, it was a while before he was even looked at. Yeah. What kind of, how are you setting your player up to succeed there? This is also a guy who, when you guys are losing to, I don't know, the Panthers or the Browns, is in double coverage and you have Tom Brady throw him the ball. Now, have most of those throws been successful? Absolutely not. But then you're going to keep out one of your top receivers, one of the top in the league from having a chance to do anything until nearly the second quarter, if not the second quarter. Yeah. That blew my mind. Marshawn Lattimore out. Everybody's raving about it before the game. And then no Mike Evans. Yeah. I don't, I'm looking at the plays in the first half. I don't even see. In the first half as a whole, right? As a whole. Like not, this is not even the first quarter. I don't even see him on any of these. I don't think he was even targeted in the first half, Casey. Okay, so that's just oh, me. We're saying maybe maybe I maybe I missed something. Late in the second quarter, he got his first target. Was so maybe it? on that. But still that might as well have been the second even, half. I mean, yeah, it's like might as well. It's like okay, yes, yes, he got his first target. It was um it was on the review. Yep. Um, Tom Brady short pass to Mike Evans for 14 yards. They called it incomplete at the very end of the second or yeah, right before halftime. Yeah. They called it incomplete. They did an official review and they said, no, it actually was a complete pass. So that was the first time Mike Evans was targeted and he caught the ball. Yeah. Uh, and, versus Matt, Matthew. Yeah. Aaron Matthew, who we know is is a tyrant in the secondary in a good way, guys, not, not anything negative, but yeah, third and three Tampa Bay's 35 yard line enters the chat. Mike Evans. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah. What have we talked about here on Jolly Rogers and touch on the most Kaylee being predictable? Don't be, yeah. Don't be predictable. 
Don't be predictable. Try to mix we, it up. You have so many weapons. Try to mix it up. Rashad White, Rashad White, Rashad White, Rashad White. Back to Rashad White. There was, of, there was a lot of like, and they. I, it seems like they switched White and Fournette like different um, on different like drives. So mm -hmm. then like you look at another drive and it's like Fournette, 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 you know. Um, Chris Godwin and Kate Otten were somewhat consistent. Coquif had um, one of his um, catches uh, in that first quarter or in that first half. Um, so it, but it, but it just, it's not enough. And then, and then we do have to acknowledge that like there, Tom Brady, there were times where he was overthrowing his receivers uh, or yeah. underthrowing his receivers. Like Tom Brady wasn't perfect last night. He didn't, yeah. he didn't, it, it, he wasn't always on his mark. Again, there were times where there was really good connections, but it, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't the typical Tom Brady that we see. Um, he, he's aging like, like we all do, um, yeah. as much as we try to not do. Um, and I don't know whether it's like, again, age or other things going on, but yeah, mm -hmm. he wasn't, he wasn't exactly on his mark last night. And there were some times that part of the incomplete passes, some of them are on him for, yes for overthrows or underthrows, just missing, missing his target generally. Um, but yeah, it just, it, frankly, what happened was what happened at the, at the end of that first drive where they just kind of stalled. I mean, that's a story essentially of the offense for the, for most of this game, like, you push forward, you do something great. And that very first drive, you get into the red zone and you stall. And then mm -hmm. every single other drive, you're stalling. Punt, 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 interception. Oh my gosh. The Fumble. Punch. Like, like that. Let's talk about some of this, Casey. You have an interception to end the second, end the second uh, um, quarter. So basically, like you're ending the first half on an interception. <laughs> Not great. Then the Saints get the ball to start the second half. They have to punt. Like, good job on your defense. Three plays. They only got two yards. Your defense makes them punt. What do you do? Oh, you fumble the ball. Cool. Like, you have an opportunity here. They just, you know, they 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 put up a touchdown before, you know, in the first half. Like, it's seven three. Then they got a field goal off of your interception. Right. It's ten three. What are you gonna do about it, Bucks? What are you gonna do about it? Oh, you're gonna fumble the. It's just again. It's like the stalling. Like you essentially end the first half and start the second half, giving the ball back to the Saints. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help anything. That doesn't. That is. It, yeah, it's it's very very unideal. Um and then you follow that up with two drives that you can't get anything done. The one has you have eight plays on it, so you're moving the ball some mm -hmm. before you have, you know, a few incomplete passes and and you know, I'll take I'll take my word I'll I'll not eat my words, but I'll like say <laughs> this 
on the one drive, you you're moving the ball. Leonard Fournette's going. You've got Fournette again. Uh, Chris Godwin, you're moving the ball, and then yeah, you you hit K dot and he moves the ball, but then you have two incomplete passes to you know your tight ends. Who like credit to you? I have to give credit where credit you're using, but it's you know yep. not fantastic. So Casey, then let's get to the very, very end of this game <laughs> when, when, when things finally start to come together a little bit, Sly. but it's like in the way that things come together, it's not all skill. And that's the biggest problem I have. Like some of it is luck. The fact mm-hmm. that you got on this first, um, touchdown, like you shot yourself in the foot because you had a holding call. Um, so then it was second and 10 and you would have had, you know, six yards. So it would have been, you know, third and four, but instead offensive holding makes it second and 20. And the only reason that you move the ball down the field is because the saints get a pass interference call on them. And mm-hmm. you move 44 yards down the field. Like, you didn't do anything. That's not credit to you. The Saints shot yeah. themselves in the foot. And then, yep. luckily, Kate Otten and, and and Tom Brady made the best of it and connected and got in the end zone. But, like, that's not a you thing. Like, you don't do – I don't think that you get the credit for that. Like, the Saints shot themselves in – you made the most of it. I'll give you credit for that. You made the most of that situation. But, like – Again, that's when I say, like, I don't know if this team deserved to win the game because because the way that they played and this and the skill is there, but the way that they played, they didn't do what they needed to do to win the game. Yeah, I feel like it was more so the Saints shooting themselves in the foot, the Saints handing them the win and the Bucks shot themselves in the foot at times as well. Don't get me wrong you know I just talked about the interception and the fumble but this is I mean the last where where you really start getting things going there's like three minutes left in the game maybe like three and a half minutes or something right you you move you're starting to move the ball down the field you're doing a really good job but then you make a huge mistake offensive holding and then really again the only reason that you're you're getting in goal range is because of a pass interference call on the saints. Mm-hmm. I don't like, again, credit for taking advantage, but they didn't you earn it. Get credit for moving the ball down the field. You didn't like the, the, yeah. the ref did. You, you don't get extra pay for doing what you were supposed to do in the first place. Um, yeah. Yeah. Granted the saints, if they didn't completely start to crumble in crucial moments, then it was the Saints game to win. And I would have maybe given them a little bit more credit in terms of rallying together and having that strong quote unquote finish. But yeah, Donovan they did. Smith, I look, I appreciate Donovan Smith. I appreciate anybody that can line up on the line and put their body through the works down by down by down. Here's the thing. Donovan Smith was such a veteran presence on this offensive line. He had a great season last year, and now he's racking up these penalties, and it's just like, come on, you know better. Out of everybody on this line, you know better. So that 
crucial moment, that untimely, unfortunate penalty, if they would have not had that penalty and everything would have stood, yeah, you guys earned it. Like that was, that was, you, totally. you did it, you drove it home. To pick up a like stupid- he, he did it again. He did it the right. very next drive on a touchdown. And yep. it got called back. Like, uh, again, credit, the fact that after that, like that's so deflating. That yeah. has to be so deflating. And the fact that with like literally 12 seconds left to go, mm -hmm. you go and you, and you make it happen. Like you, there was 19 seconds left. They get a touchdown nullified. So now you have to move back. You were at first and goal. Now you're first and 15. You're not mm -hmm. even at the goal anymore. Incomplete pass. Four seconds runs out. It's 12 seconds left. Chris Godwin, again, that part of the reason he's my standout player, nine yards, third and goal. Rashad White, like, comes in big, and that's why he was your standout player. But, like, you you shot your team in the foot twice. on, mm -hmm. and, and they overcame your mistakes. Like, yeah. you need to let that sink in, and you need to let that eat at you for a day. That yeah. you almost cost your team the game twice. You made the same mistake twice. No. Like, not okay, dude. Not you okay. You can make these mistakes because you're going up against, you know, a, an aggressive pass rush. And the same situation kind of fell apart for him versus the Browns, which cost this team. I mean, the penalty yards alone have been racking up too much. So perfect Way point made there. In, in crucial moments. Yeah, because here's the thing. This is a team that initially was struggling to find the end zone. Then you're going to put yourself in a position to rely on execution that has not existed consistently at all this season. Like, honestly, after that penalty was called, I was like, well, this was cute. They almost did it. And I was ready to wrap things up for the for the fifth time of the night. So, yes, I mean, the moral of the story is it's not over till it's over and that clock strikes zero. But um, if the Saints didn't start unraveling the score wouldn't have been 17-16 and the Saints would have been marching back to New Orleans with a victory under their belt. And Kaylee and I are going to ask for the 10,000th time that they take this win, they learn from their mistakes, and they move forward. But a side of the ball that's learning from their mistakes at least yeah. a little bit and holding themselves accountable way more is this Bucks defense. And let me just yep. throw it out there. Kaylee and I were both pissed that the offense didn't get together and have their own breakfast, lunch, or dinner last week, and it showed. That's all I'm going to say. Totally. That's all I'm going to say. It totally showed. So moving on to the more positive side of the ball, yes. the defense. Um, was it their greatest performance? No. Did they do as well as they did in the second half last game? No. But they're the reason that this score, this win, was also possible. While there yeah. was plays that they gave up, and I'm not taking away from that, if it wasn't the amount of times that they forced the Saints to punt, this game would have also been entirely different. So defense does still deserve a great amount of credit. Yeah, and I mean, I think you you look at what the defense did, and I think it comes to a complete picture whenever you look at some of the stats. So, Casey, the Saints were held to just 14 first downs last night. The Bucks, <laughs> who couldn't get anything done essentially the entire game uh, until the last like four minutes, they had 25 first downs. So mm -hmm. like credit to the defense third down efficiency, the saints were held to five of 14. 
The Saints had just 56 total plays. The Bucks had 75 total plays. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Bucks had two sacks on the Saints. The Saints punted six times. Um, and uh, the, the time of possession was almost e- even. But even still, you look at the fact that time of possession is almost even. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Bucks had... 11 more first downs than the saints did that's credit to the defense that's credit to the bucks defense yeah, they kept for, the, their offense yeah and really though of those 14 downs like many of them a, a, a good half of them were just on like you said casey big chunk yards that mm-hmm. they no they shouldn't have given up but again it's like it's like the reason that you gave keanu neal your honorable mention. Yes, he gave up a touchdown. He needs to do better with that. I bet you that his teammates talk to him about it. He's going to go back. He's going to watch some film and he's going to grow from this moment. I truly, truly believe that. I truly believe that the mistakes that this defense made last night, they're going to grow from. I'm not, I'm not so sure about that with this offense. And that's the biggest issue. That's why the, that's why the breakfast meeting or the dinner meeting mattered. Oh, of course, because here's the thing. I'm sure that when somebody screwed up last night, which there were plenty of screw ups, they were able to have an honest but productive conversation on the sideline and move on. Whereas like there's still this major disconnect on the offense and there's the blame game. And then there's the who do we what voice do we listen to in this in this moment and that causes so much havoc and such a lack of clarity so the offense has zero clarity taking place over there where the defense put themselves in a position to bounce back and move forward and let things roll off their back so i'm sure in that blown coverage with keanu neal there was words between neal oh you know david white everybody on that team and i was like all right and that's why i thought it was so key to point out how significant he still was because play could have taken the air out of his tire and he could have been useless the rest of the night because he was he that wasn't. guy that brought up Taysom Hill and he wasn't. He came back, he made every play count after that. He shook it off and that's crucial. That's the only way that people can find any sort of success, let alone the grand scheme of things, a win at the end of it all. That's why I'm so frustrated offense has not taken any responsibility for whatever is happening over there and you don't have to make it open to the public, but take the next stride to put yourself in a better position because Defense can't carry you every game. No, they can't. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to. Not with the offensive firepower that you have on this team. Absolutely not. I'm I'm happy. I mean, again, like, yes, the defense wasn't perfect. But I am – I don't really have any bones to pick with them. Like, I'm happy with the performance. Like, I I think that they gave up a few chunk yards that they shouldn't Mm -hmm. have given up. You know, we talked about that one touchdown, but you also said, you know, like, and you're right, like Taysom Hill's a good player. That's why the Saints have kept him. Like, that's why the Saints continue to utilize him. Like, he's a a good player. He knows what to do. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's multi-talented. He can be used in all different places and positions. Um, So, and, and you're right. He kind of just does have the Bucks number. Like he just, he just has he a way of seeing the field, especially against the Bucks, that that makes him elite. Um, so I'm not over. And and then aside from that one touchdown, you held them to you know just a few field goals. Like I'm not mad at this performance. I think it's pretty good. And again, part of the like two six points last night 
essentially came from the offense because they had an interception and then that interception led to a field goal. They had a fumble and then that fumble led to a field goal. So I don't blame the defense for those things. Sure. The defense could have stopped them and you can make the point maybe should have stopped them, but like those are offensive mistakes. And I think those points hang on the offense, not the defense. So really whenever you're kind of considering that in my mind, the defense allowed 10 points last night of their own accord. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with that kind of performance. I think that they put their team in a position to win and I don't really have a bone to pick with this defense. Um, yeah. What are your, what are your final thoughts on the Bucks defensive performance? I agree. There's, there's really not much more to hammer out with them because with the situations that they were put into to help this team, they weren't all ideal. Um, the blown coverages that they did have were costly, but I get, I, it goes back to that bounce back and the bounce back is that much more significant because the team pulled off a win. Obviously it would maybe be a little bit more of a different conversation if it resulted in a loss. And then there's these blown coverages feel that much more extensive, but statistically, you know, to only let up 30, 36% in third down percentages, this defense still had pretty good coverage locked in on this Saints team. So to force those punts, the, the, the difference here is their ability to adjust when Andy Dalton had too much time to make mm-hmm. these grand throws. And even if he couldn't get it all the way down the field, the field had opened up so much to the point where he could at least get 10 to 12 yards on a guy And so it was more so the adjustment that this defense didn't do all that well, but they let bad plays roll off their back and they stayed in it. So the fact that they stayed in the game is where I get my hats off to them. Uh, 36% on, on third down. That's pretty big. If you were looking at this game last night, you would have thought that number was coming in way higher. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you where they showed up, what downs they came in on and they showed up where it mattered the most. So I agree. There's no bone to pick with this defense. This defense kept this offense in the game and they adjusted as best as they could, you know, being thrown back on the field in those two untimely turnovers. And somehow everybody came together when it mattered most because two minutes and 40 seconds left on the clock. You need your defense to show up for you to give your offense the ball again to make those last drives happen. And they did that. So this defense wins a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll say it again. This defense won the game for me, um, and it was. It was that last stop. This defense held strong, and they won the game. Um, and I think we've seen a game where the defense should have done that and didn't against the Browns, and mm-hmm. they did it this time. They learned from their mistakes. They moved forward. That They had the, the conversation. They moved forward, and they put their team in a position to win this time. They, in my opinion, won the game for this, for this team. Casey, I don't have a bone to pick with the defense, but I do have some bones to pick. In fact, I have several today, uh, getting into walk the plank. I gotta, I gotta start with the fans and not okay. Not okay to boo your team. I know you're frustrated. I get it. You're allowed to be frustrated. Mm -hmm. You're not like, don't sit here and like show up and pay money and wear red and do the things that fans do and show up for your team and then boo them. Yeah. Nope. We're not going to do that. We're not going to show up for our team and then boo them. Here's the, if you want to take your frustrations out, take your frustrations out. But like Casey said earlier on in this podcast, a lot of this is not being dictated by the players. And mm-hmm. so to take your frustrations out on 
some some of it is, and and the players, I think, account, uh, holding themselves accountable, that is something that the players can do and should do. Right. But not all of this is on the players. There's a lot that hangs on the coaching staff and and Majority. some of it on the front office and and other people who are making some moves. Don't show up to a game, pay money for a game, and then boo your own team. That's not cool. That's not the kind of fan base you want to be. And that's not the kind of community this th- th- we are in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. No, we're better than that. We're going to be better fans than that. That's my first walk the plank. Don't, don't do that. That's not cool. On national TV, on mm-hmm. Monday night football, everyone is watching. You're going to boo your team. You make yourselves look ridiculous. Yeah. And honestly, I, I support that to the point where that's probably my only walk the plank because Here's the thing, guys. I know that we have been so blessed and fortunate to get a Tom Brady a couple years ago and win a Super Bowl his first season and get, you know, into playoffs last season. And then this year has been a complete dumpster fire. I get it. But these emotions only hit you that much harder if you became a Bucks fan when Tom Brady got here. So let's not pretend like we don't know what it's like to be a part of an organization that has so much potential but can't execute because that was, well, the last eight seasons before Tom Brady got here. So it's frustrating because you can't be a convenient fan. There's going to be yeah. this roller coaster, and if you're a real fan, you got to sign up for the ride. And when you take those big dips, you got to let your stomach drop. You got to let the nausea take over, and then you got to breathe when it's all done. And I'm glad you mentioned that too because – Yes, the game got bad. The game got ugly. The game got questionable to even want to continue to watch it. But at that moment, and people can go back to my Twitter, I wasn't sitting there on Twitter like, this team sucks. And like, you know, you can't just go off the radar and like, and and hit such extreme highs and lows. It's football. We know what else is playing into this game, but at a home game where you got to support your team across the finish line. And then the people that were so hell-bent on saying how bad this team sucks and how sick of this season they are, we're the first people on Twitter talking about the GOAT doing GOAT things. Yeah. Well, it, it can be both ways. Yeah, convenience convenience cannot be how you choose to be a fan. If, if that's your style, yeah. then cool, but not cool, but if that's your style, then like have at it, but you're going to be living a very disappointed life if convenience is, is yeah. how you gauge yourself. So I totally agree home territory, booing your own team. We know what the problem is. The problem is coaching. The problem is the fact that these players are not being put in a position to succeed at all. And imagine how much more frustrating it is for them. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's fresh. It's deflating for the, for the players. Um, so that's my first walk the plank, but Casey, I have two more. Um, I'm not done just yet. I said last week that there's somebody needed to have a title change, a job change. If we didn't see something different on offense and we didn't, yeah. we didn't see anything different on offense. Um, it, it started, I mean, you're doing, you're trying a little bit doing some of the things, but you're still stuck into these patterns of predictability using the same guys over and over. And it's, it's just not what it needs to be. You mm-hmm. can't, go you can't have your offense stall the entire game and then show up in the last three minutes of the game thanks to your defense and win the game you know giving Tom Brady credit that he deserves in the two-minute drill but yeah convenience like 
no, I appreciate that. Like, it, it, yeah, you can't just like it, it. You shouldn't rely on those things. It shouldn't be one of those things where it's like, oh, it's always worked out. It will continue to work out. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's not put ourselves in a position where we have to do that again. That's yeah. not a good position to be in. That's not a fun position to be in. No one wants to be in that position. Something has to change. This is not working. And while you might have won, that doesn't mean it's working. Right. In fact, I would say, look at the case study of the game last night. Like, again, part of the reason you got that first touchdown is because of a mistake on their defense. Part of the reason you got that second touchdown was because Tom Brady and your offense was able to come together even after, you know, your own player made another mistake. Like, this isn't this isn't working. Something no. has to change. So somebody needs to walk the plank. Literally someone, someone needs to lose their job. This isn't yeah. working. It's not okay. It, 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 you're not like, yeah, you might make the playoffs. You might win the NFC South. You're going to be embarrassed. You're most yeah. likely going to be embarrassed. If you keep this up o offensively, it is not working and you mm -hmm. have to make a change. You have to make a change. And then I know that I'm calling for a change and I'm going to do a preemptive walk the plank because if the change you think that you need to make is getting Baker Mayfield on this team, then no. like throw your entire body into the ocean, walk <laughs> the plank. Do not pursue Baker Mayfield. No. Do not do it. Stop. Don't even let your brain go down that thought process. Ew. Those are my three walk the planks. Somebody needs to, somebody needs to be gone. Don't pursue Baker Mayfield and fans step up, man. Be, be loyal fans, cheer yeah. your team on, be there for your team, be the kind of fans that I know that this Tampa Bay community can be. Don't mm -hmm. just be a bandwagon fan. That's going to go to a game and boo your own players. It's not just a convenient situation. That's the blood, sweat, and tears of being a fan. You got to cry with this team and you got to cheer with this team. And you got to come go with the territory. The That's what makes the winning so sweet, Casey. Right. Because you suffered with them. Totally. Yeah. You are conveniently totally. like, oh, I knew this team wasn't going to do it. Okay, well, they found a way to do it. Like, that's too much. That's too much back and forth. That's too much drama on a Monday night, on any night of the week, honestly. But the other thing that I love about what you just said with the coaching staff and obviously the change that needs to come about is how – I wish I, I had a more potent word than stupid, but um, how stupid, how unfortunately can you process something to think if we keep shooting ourselves in the foot, if we don't make a change to set this team up to actually have a chance to be in a better position, then why wh – what are we losing here is the bigger picture. And the bigger picture being if this team would take accountability, if this coaching staff would do the right thing, this community could be looking at another year or two of Tom Brady. You're running him out the door. If I was Tom Brady, I would like now I have the option. I showed that I can show up to a team and win a Super Bowl. I'm basically have implied and on every account that I plan on staying in football. And then why not finish my career somewhere else? Why not see if I could do what I did here elsewhere? Because he's not being supported in his role here. 
He's not yeah. getting a chance. And yes, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but he's the one that drafted, you know, a cooked Julio Jones and a cooked this guy and a cooked that guy. Yeah, regardless of who he called to be a part of this roster, he still hasn't been put up in the best position to succeed. The play yeah. calling has been abysmal. The coaches are not being held accountable. The po- the press conferences are dumpster fires. Like, I don't even like listening to them because it's – it's Yeah, the I mean, your, your head coach has no faith in you. Is talking about, like, on multiple occasions, like – Oh, well, it could have been a pick like multi and like doubling down on it. Like it's no, you're, you're not supported at all. You're not feeling supported whatsoever. So my walk, my second walk the plank is the fact of like, you're not protecting your investment and he's going to, there's still, you know, what, what the dead capital that they are going to experience when Tom Brady leaves this team, unless something significant changes towards the end of the season here. You didn't even you didn't even try to help yourselves. You didn't even try to help this investment that you have. And you're not making a decision revolving around the largest chunk of the investment. Yeah. Something's got to give. Week 14 cannot be the same conversation as 13 and 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 12, 11, 10, 9. It's it's beyond old. And mm-hmm. I understand fans' frustration, but that's all front office and coaching, as Kaylee has mentioned for weeks now here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. And I stand firmly behind the fact of you have a Tom Brady. You've decided to make all these decisions revolving around Tom Brady. You've decided to make this team about Tom Brady, and you're not even doing it when it counts the most in terms of protecting that investment and having this guy return in a Bucks jersey and continuing to have that fan base and then the extra followers that came along because it's Brady. You're not protecting the big picture here. And I don't no. know why anybody would have that kind of insanity. No, not at all. Oh, Casey, I knew that's why we started on the on the positive note, because I knew that there was going to be some frustrations that came out towards the end in walk the plank and Bucks fans. I know you have them, too. So, like I said earlier, tell us what your positives were. Tell us what your standout players were, but tell us who you think needs to walk the plank and uh, let us know on Twitter or Instagram. Instagram at Jolly Rogers TDS. You can also hit me up. I'm at Kaylee Mizell. Casey Hudson is at the Sports Case K A S E. And of course, you can find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns wherever you get your podcast. The most convenient way is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, search Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and turn on the auto download button. Become an auto downloader of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns so that whenever we have a new podcast, they're just sitting there and waiting for you to listen to. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.